Welcome to Stories of Runeterra. My name is Ravenhood, and I'm here to help draw you into the incredible world of Runeterra by Riot Games. The League of Legends community has crafted an incredible world filled with inspiring myths, intriguing characters, and terrible demons. Always sweep for shrooms. <laughs> Each week, <laughs> I'm going to jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra. I am excited to take this leap into a world that has really inspired me for years. Join me today as we dive into the background and story of Rise, the Rune Mage. <sighs> Hopefully I don't have to rework this podcast. <laughs> Rise, the Rune Mage. Widely considered one of the most adept sorcerers on Runeterra, Rise is an ancient, hard-bitten archmage with an impossibly heavy burden to bear. Armed with immense arcane power and a boundless constitution, he tirelessly hunts for world runes, fragments of the raw magic that once shaped the world from nothingness. He must retrieve these artifacts before they fall into the wrong hands, for Rise understands the horrors they could unleash on Runeterra. If you can't tell, I hopped on the website here, and I'm checking it out. So jump on over to theleagueoflegends.com and jump into their universe and peruse around. I'm on Rise right now. Now we're going to go read his biography. Rise was just a young apprentice when he first learned of the arcane powers that had shaped the world. His master, a sorcerer named Tyrus of Helia, was a member of an ancient order whose mission had been to gather and protect the most dangerous artifacts in Runeterra. Rise overheard Tyrus speaking in hushed tones with another mage, discussing something called world runes. When Tyrus noticed his apprentice, he abruptly ended the conversation, tightly clutching the scroll that never left his side. In spite of the order's best efforts, knowledge of the runes began to spread. Few could even begin to understand their importance or the sheer power held within them, and yet all saw them as weapons that could be turned against their rivals. Rise and Tyrus traveled between the various peoples of Valoran, trying to quell paranoia and encourage restraint. But over time, their missions became increasingly precarious, and Rise could sense his master's growing desperation. Finally, in the Noxai territories where Rise was born, the first cataclysmic blow was struck in what would eventually be known as the Rune Wars. Two nations were pitted against one another, and tensions were running high. Tyrus pleaded with their leaders in parley at the village of Home, but he saw this conflict had already escalated behind his ability to mediate. Fleeing into the hills, he and Rise bore horrified witness to the destructive power of the world runes firsthand. The earth fell away beneath them, and bedrock itself seemed to retch and squeal, while the sky above them recoiled as if mortally wounded. They looked back upon the valley where the rival armies had stood and beheld insanity. Destruction on a scale so massive that it defied all physical sense. The buildings, the people, all were gone. And the ocean, 
once a day's journey to the east, now rushed to meet them. Rise fell to his knees and stared into the great hole torn in the world. Nothing remained, not even the village he once called home. Open warfare soon raged across Runeterra. Rise felt compelled to join the conflict, to pick a side and lend his magical strength to the cause, but Tyrus stayed his hand. The two of them had to guide others back toward peace and pray there was anything left of the world by the time it was all over. Wherever they met those who held the world runes, Tyrus pleaded for restraint. Many were deeply sobered by the threat of total annihilation. Indeed, those who had already suffered most bitterly in the war might have agreed to turn over their runes to him, and yet none of them wished to be the first to do so. As time passed and the conflict spread, Rise noticed his master growing more distant. While Tyrus attended clandestine meetings with great leaders and archmages, he sent his apprentice on errands that seemed of little importance, often for many weeks at a time. Yeah, that was a text here. Let me, me mute that and I'll be right back. You know, first podcast things. As time passed and the conflict spread, Rise noticed his master growing more distant. While Tyrus attended clandestine meetings with great leaders and archmages, he sent his apprentice on errands that seemed of little importance, often for many weeks at a time. Eventually, Rise decided to confront him and, to his horror, discovered that Tyrus of Helia had secretly come into possession of not one rune, but two. Bitter and angry, the older mage insisted that common mortals were like reckless children toying with powers they did not understand. He would no longer play diplomat to ignorant power mongers. He had to stop them. Rise tried to reason with Tyrus, but it was no use. Before him stood a flawed man, susceptible to the same temptations as those he decried. The allure of the runes had left its mark upon him, and where once he only desired peace, now he had the means to bring about the end of all things. Rise had to act, even if it meant destroying his only true friend and ally in the world. In an instant, he unleashed all the magic he could muster. A moment later, Tyrus's corpse lay smoldering on the floor. Rise trembled as his mind struggled to process what he had done. If these deadly artifacts could corrupt a mage with the strength and integrity of Tyrus, how was Rise to handle them? At the same time, he knew he could not entrust them to any other living soul. Soon, the greatest civilizations all but destroyed one another, ending the war. Rise now understood the task he had inherited. As long as any world rune remained unsecured, Runeterra was surely doomed. This knowledge was to become a lonely burden indeed. For ever since that day, he has scoured the world in search of the last remaining runes. He continues to reject the promise of power within each one, 
choosing instead to bind them in secret locations, far from prying and greedy eyes. Even with his life abnormally prolonged by the magic he's exposed to, eyes cannot afford to rest. For rumors of the world runes have begun to emerge once more, and the peoples of Runeterra seem to have forgotten the price of wielding them. All right. You know, I absolutely love this kind of lore. I absolutely love these kind of foundational stories. So all through all through the rest of this Runeterra lore, Rise is going to be seeking out the world runes. Um, why did I pick Rise first, you may ask, before we go over to Rise's story? Uh, actually, it's based on a list by the renowned League of Legends lore aficionado, Necrit. This is kind of on his lore tier list, and Necrit knows a heck of a lot more about the lore of League of Legends than I do, and he kind of put together a list to understand what might be, for those of us who are interested in the lore, the best order to read and check out everything that Riot's got going, and then we can understand the world of Runeterra. So you can check him out on YouTube at Necrit, That's, and the particular video I'm referencing is Tears of Lore, I believe, or Lore Tears or whatnot. We are going to read the story. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. An old friend. Here we go. Rise would have been cold if his body wasn't simmering with nervous energy. All of that weighed on him that day. The harsh, frail Yordian elements scarcely seemed to have an effect. Neither was he daunted by the distant howl of a hungry ice troll. He had come to do a job. Not one he relished, but one that had to be done, and one he could no longer avoid. As he approached the gates, he could hear the rustling of fur cloaks over pine timber as the warriors of the tribe rushed to inspect him. In seconds, their spears were poised atop the gate, ready to kill, should he prove unwelcome. "'I've come to see Yago,' said Rise, pulling back the hood of his cloak just enough to reveal his violet skin. "'It's urgent.' The stoic faces of the warriors atop the fence flashed with surprise at the sight of the rune mage. They climbed down and worked in unison to open the heavy hardwood gates, which seemed to croak apprehensively at the sight of the interloper. This was not a place that saw many visitors, and those it did see usually ended up on pikes as a deterrent to others. Rise, on the other hand, had a reputation that granted him access to even the most hostile regions of Runeterra. Ugh, for a few minutes anyway, if no problems arise, he thought. His face betrayed none of those uncertainties as he walked between the columns of fierce, 
wind-chapped faces that seemed to judge him, looking for any reason to try him. A young boy, no more than five, gaped at Rise, bravely leaving his grandmother's side for a closer look. Are you a warlock? asked the boy. Something like that, replied Rise, barely glancing at the boy as he continued his stride. He found the path that led toward the rear of the fortification. To his surprise, the village had hardly changed since he had last seen it, many years before. He made his way to an unmistakable structure of domed crystalline ice, its brilliant azure hue standing out among the dull surroundings of wood and earth. He was always a wise man. Maybe he'll cooperate thought Rise as he entered the temple, stealing himself for whatever lay in wait. Inside, an old frost mage was pouring wine into a dish on an altar. He turned to see Rise approaching, and seemed to judge him silently. Rise felt his heart sink in dread. After a moment, the man smiled and embraced Rise like a long-lost brother. "'Hi, you look thin!' said the mage. You should eat something. You shouldn't, replied Rise, nodding to Yago's slightly sagging paunch. The two friends laughed long and easily, as if they had never been apart. Rise slowly felt his guard begin to drop. There were very few people in the world he would call a friend, and it did his soul good to talk to one. He and Yago spent the next hour reminiscing, eating, and catching up. Rise had forgotten how good it felt to converse with another human being. He could easily stay a fortnight with Yago, drinking wine and sharing tales of triumph and loss. So what brings you so deep into the Freljord? asked Yago at last. The question jolted Rise back to reality. He quickly recalled the words he'd carefully prepared for this point in the conversation. He told a story of his days in Shirima. He'd gone down to investigate a tribe of nomads that had swelled in wealth in the land, to the size of a small kingdom, almost overnight. On closer inspection, Rise found a world rune in their possession. They resisted, and... Rise lowered his tone to suit the silence of the room. He explained that sometimes awful things must be done for the world to remain intact. Sometimes, those awful things are better than the horrible cataclysm they would otherwise unfold. They must be kept safe, said Rise, finally coming to his point. All of them. Yago nodded grimly, and the, warf- and the warmth that had been rekindled between the two friends instantly evaporated. You would take it from us, knowing it is all that keeps the trolls away asked Iago. "'You knew it would come,' said Rise, offering no solution. "'You've known for years.' "'Give us more time. In the spring we will head south. What chance do we have in the winter?' "'You've said those words before,' Rise said coldly. To his surprise, Iago took him by the hands, making a gentle plea. "'There,' There are many children among us, and three of our women are swollen with child. You would doom us all? asked Iago desperately. How many are in this village? asked Rise. Ninety-two. 
replied Yago. And how many are in this world? Yago fell silent. It can wait no longer. Dark forces gather to take it. It leaves with me today, Rise demanded. You would use it for yourself, accused Yago, erupting in jealous rage. Rise looked into Yago's face to see it had been transfigured into a scowling visage, that of a fiend no longer recognizable as the man Rise once had known. Rise started to explain that he had learned long ago not to use the runes, that doing so would always come with too high of a price. But he could tell this madman before him was not one to be reasoned with. Suddenly, Rise felt a severe pain and found himself writhing on the floor, saliva dripping from his mouth. He looked up to see Yago in a casting stance, his fingers crackling with power that no mortal being should possess. Coming to his senses, Rise rooted the Frost Mage in place with a ring of arcane power, giving himself just enough time to get to his feet. Rise and Yago circled each other, clashing with powers the world had not seen in ages. Yago seared Rise's flesh with that with what felt like the power of twenty suns. Rise countered with a potent series of arcane bursts. After what seemed like hours, the combined power of their attacks breached the walls of the temple and brought the thick ice dome crumbling down upon them. Badly wounded, Rise dug himself out of the rubble and got to his knees. He saw a blurred image of Yago, battered, fumbling to open a lockbox that he dug out of the debris. Rise could tell by the lust in his eyes that what he was reaching for, what would surely happen once he had it. With his magic energy drained, Rise leapt on the back of his old friend and began to garrote him with the belt from his own robe. He felt nothing. The man whom he had loved deeply minutes ago was now merely a task in need of completion. Yago struggled mightily, his legs flailing, searching for a foothold, and then he fell dead. Rise pulled a key from Yago's necklace and unlocked the box. He removed the world rune, its otherworldly pulse beating with a warm orange glow. Wrapping the rune in a scrap of his dead comrade's robe, he gingerly placed it in his satchel and hobbled out of the temple, breathing a mournful sigh at the loss of another friend. The rune mage limped towards the village gate, past the same wind-chapped faces that had watched him arrive. He looked askance at them, expecting an attack. But the villagers made no move to stop him. These were no longer fierce defenders. These were people who looked stunned to be facing their own end. They looked at Rise with big, helpless eyes. What are we to do? asked a grandmother, with the young boy still clutching her furs. I'd leave, said Rise. He knew if they stayed, the trolls would descend on the village come nightfall, leaving none alive. And outside the village, worse dangers lurked. Can't... can we come with you? called the young boy. Rise paused. Part of him, a vestige of irrational compassion deep within, screamed, Take them! Take them! Protect them! Forget about the rest of the world! 
but he knew he couldn't. Rise trudged into the deep Freljordian snow, choosing not to look back at the faces of those he was leaving, for these were the faces of the dead, and his business was with those who could be saved. Wow. That is... First of all, great writing, great world building. I'm a dungeon master in addition to my obsession with League of Legends and games and Legends of Runeterra, etc. And it's just awesome to see a, a world come together like this. And I'm very excited to begin kind of exploring it with this podcast, reading the backgrounds and backstories and the stories for each of the different champions. Uh, again, I'm going to shout out Necrit because he's kind of influencing the direction I'm going to go with each of the champions we choose. Go ahead and at me on Twitter or direct message me or DM me, whatever, on Instagram. I'm Ravenhood on both of those. R-A-V-Y-N-H-O-O-D. Uh, we're going to do Azir next, but hey, I know the audio quality is kind of eh right now. I'm just kind of throwing this out into the universe to see what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to work on some editing as I produce more of these episodes. Next, we're going to do Azir. But yeah, go ahead and at me. Let me know what you think, what you think I could do better, uh, and so on and so forth. I appreciate it, and I am super excited to hit up Azir next time. So thanks again. Look forward to hearing from you guys. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. I'll see you next time on Stories of Runeterra.